It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond to the clubhouse to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. A lovely day here at Target Field. Twins and the Astros getting set for the final game and the rubber game of this three-game series coming up in just a bit. It'll be Michael Pineda today for the Twins and Fran Valdez opposing for Houston. I'm Corey Provis. We thank you for joining us. And our guest on our Sunday show is Twins pitching coach Wes Johnson. Always a treat to have Wes on our Sunday show. Wes, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us or having me, I guess. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun here today. It was a great setting last night, great crowd, a lot of energy at the ballpark, and you got a great showing from your number one starter right now in Jose Barrios, didn't you? Yeah, you know, Jose last night, I thought his fastball command, which is something we've worked a lot on, um, was really good. We actually, I, I don't know if you could notice, we, we've been working on a little little different tempo in his uh, wind-up. I don't know if you noticed that last night, the way he uh, was taking his hands over his head, but... Uh, he looked, it looked really good, all the, the small little things we've been working on. And when Jose's commanding that fastball like he was last night, I mean, it, it, it sets up so many things and gives him a chance to go deep into games. And I think that's kind of what you've been seeing out of him, especially his last four starts. The tempo, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to break down a bit more about his start last night. But, but the tempo and bringing his hands up higher, how long have you guys been working on that? Uh. <clears throat> We started, I guess it was so, let's see, this would have been two starts ago. He wanted to start toying with it. He just felt like he didn't have enough. He wasn't comfortable yet. Well, then we had, you know, a, a big layoff for him. Um, you know, he threw on seven days yesterday. So it, he worked a lot of dry work on it, uh, started to feel better with it, and was like his bullpen was really good. He said, I'm going to do it. I said, all right, let's do it. It looks good. Uh, I don't see anything that, that's going to, you know, that should cause you any problems. And, he took it out there last night. I mean, he, he's a phenomenal athlete. We all know that, right? I mean, this guy is – and so to make to make some changes sometimes with, with really good athletes, uh, it, it can happen really fast like that, and, and that's what you saw last night. To give our radio audience a visual, if you can, go back to what he was doing before compared to what he was doing last night. Well, what you were seeing is his hands were a little higher, but more importantly, then when he would come back over his head and his hands would get to his belt – uh, he would pause. It's almost like he had a little hiccup right there um, to, to gather a little more. Where previously it was just hands over the head. I mean, it was one continuous, um, you know, motion. It was a little quicker than what he was now. He, you know, he came to me with the idea. He's like, hey, when I'm in the stretch, this is where my hands are and this is what I feel. And I'm, I'm feeling really good out of the stretch right now. What do you think we can do to incorporate that more out of my windup? So that's kind of where we, you know, we, we landed. 
and the the hands just a tick higher over his head, I think just happened. That wasn't planned. It was more just trying to get his hands to, to come set a little more down at his belt. Um, and so when it did, man, it, it synced up. He, he looked at me and goes, man, this feels really good. I said, all right, well, we're going to do it. Let's do it. Was there another pitcher either on the Twins or somebody else in the game, one of Jose's peers, and you thought, you know, for, for him, this might work. Did you did you mirror what you saw last night and what you wanted to do with Jose off of somebody else? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, this was more mirroring it off of what he was doing in the stretch and how he was, like I say, how he was communicating to me. He's like, man, I just right now I'm, I feel real comfortable with my fastball out of the stretch. And uh, as far as locating it and that's just how we took it. We took it from there. Regarding his changeup last night, and we looked this up after his start was over, just through Baseball Savant, the actual game log, he threw about 18% changeups last night, and his changeup usage this season actually has been down compared to where it has been the last two years. First of all, with his changeup, why has that not grown the rate that it was growing the last couple of seasons, and then what was different about last night? Well, I think that that's also too. I mean, um, I keep going back to his fastball command. It's been really good. So so we'll start with that, you know, unpacking that with – I would answer it with the fastball. The fastball has been really good to both sides of the plate. Um, he's been able to throw it really well into righties, but then also go away with it. Um, so when you – and then the other thing we've really been working on uh, with his changeup, you know, that, that our advanced department has, you know, shown us and given us the information. When he throws it harder – uh, which in that 85 to 87 range, we like the movement of it better. And and so what you find is, is you know, I always say this, these guys, you wish they were robots. You wish you could <laughs> stick a flathead screwdriver in a and, and turn a screw a quarter turn and and they pick it up. They, they just don't. So the challenges we were running into early, uh, he was trying to throw it harder. He was just really struggling to command it. And, and so now you're just you, you're wasting bullets. Uh, throwing it for balls. You know, we're behind in the count. I mean, you, you, we, we all know what happens when we get behind in the count a bunch. So I think what you're seeing now is, is he's really starting to feel comfortable throwing it harder and not only throwing it harder, but uh, getting a visual on where he needs to start the ball with the movement it's got. And that movement was tremendous again last night. And he told Chris during our pregame show the fact that with his, with his fastball that he's really working on getting it in. And we saw that at times throughout the night last night. Is that easier said than done? Oh, yeah. No, no. Hey, that is really hard to do. You know, there's some guys, they really, really struggle. I don't want to name names, but uh, they really struggle to throw the ball in. It's a visual block. Um, And, and two, some of it, you you know, let's not forget we're we're still human. Sometimes when you try to go in and you miss middle, that's usually the result's not very good. (laughs) So... uh, but, but we're continuing to work that. But, yeah, no, I think Jose um, is really, really starting to get comfortable with it. And, and hey, tip our hat to, to big Mike Pineda because Mike's helped me with Jose. And, uh, you know, because Michael throws his ball to both sides of the plate, throws his fastballs both sides of the plate as good as anybody around. And, and you know, it, it always helps when one of your teammates who's been doing this a while comes up to you and says, yes, well, you've got to get that fastball in there, you know, Jose. and and so Mike's helped me a lot with that as well. And then when guys go do it, you guys know this, when, when they go out and do that and they have some success, it, 
it makes it a little easier to uh, continue to get them to do it. Wes, this marks your third year now in, in your role with the Minnesota Twins. And the, 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 even before you got here and then your first two seasons, tremendous strides in making the Twins just a much better pitching organization, just where they've gone in terms of ERA, in terms of wins above replacement, in terms of strikeout percentage. But this season, in terms of ERA and home runs allowed, has, has it been a step backwards? And if so, why? I don't think it's been a step backwards. I mean, that, you know, that's kind of a, that, that's a lot to to break down right there. I mean, um, I, I don't I don't want to um, get off on, you know, specific guys. But no, I think we, if you go look at some of our guys and what Taylor Rogers is doing, he continues to get better. Uh, Jose Barrios is getting better. You know, we, we've been hit a little bit with some injuries. You know, Kenta, it's real hard. I mean, Kenta's, you know, throwing through a growing for three of his starts before we IL him, you know, it got to the point where we had to IL him. It was bothering him that bad. And so you, you look at all the stuff that guys have been, you know, going through. Um, yeah, it's just a rough stretch. But I still think we're on track. I think we're um, getting guys better. And, yeah. Hard-pressed to find a guy that had a better spring than Randy Dobnak. So, and he was pitching, too, those spring training games on the road. So he was going up against some good lineups and the strikeout percentage was climbing. He was getting a swing and miss off of that, that slider that he tweaked the grip with, but come the regular season, it hasn't clicked with Randy. How come? Well, no, I mean, I, you know, how much weight do you put into spring training? Right. I mean, that's, that's the first thing I think you, you know, you can, there's been a lot of, of guys have phenomenal spring trainings in their career, uh, whether they and, and not ever made it to the big leagues. You know, a young prospect goes in and has a great time and then gets into double A AA or triple A. So for us, I mean, spring training, I, I don't I don't weigh those numbers at all um, on how I think a guy is going to project. Randy's got to continue to work his slider. Um, and when Randy's at his best, his slider is is a good pitch. You know, the sinker is a unique pitch and it has a lot of movement. You know, it, obviously it moves down, but. If he doesn't have something to complement that at times, and the slider's been struggling uh, lately, so we've just got to continue to tighten that up and and get it going, and and we'll get Randy back. Uh, we'll find out how that's going to play out in the coming days. Kenta Maeda will make his return tomorrow night. We'll get to that with Wes Johnson and much more to come. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer continues next on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Prove is back with Wes Johnson. Wes, across the game, something that I learned about a few days ago, really earlier in the week, was this uh, substance called uh, Spider Tech. And up until Stephen Nesbitt's article in The Athletic, it was something that I was not familiar with, uh, but now we all are. Before this, this story broke in The Athletic, was that something that you were familiar with? Well, I mean, guys have used stuff for years. Um, actual spider tack, uh, no, not. I mean, I, I, I didn't hear of it till this year. Um, but it, it, there's been forms of spider tack around for years. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's pine tar. It's, you know, whatever. It's sunscreen and rosin. It's uh, so, but I mean, yeah, just to, to call out spider tack, I think is, is, is a little, just my personal opinion is a little nutty because, uh, pine tar is is no different. Um, 
you know, than, than spider tax. Spider tax just got this cool name and it's catchy and it's it's whatever. Right. So uh, there's there's been substances around for forever. Uh, there's been I mean, you, you go all the way back to guys carrying, you know, fingernail files in their back pocket to scuff up the ball. And uh, there's always been stuff going on. Um, you know, spider tack for me personally is, is, uh, you know, I think now we're, we, we, we've crossed the, the line in the sand, um, of, of what should be going on. And, and yeah, so for me, yeah, has there been substances around or, or ways to, to help a pitcher create a ball to move? Yeah. It's been going on for a long time. I mean, go back, I, uh, you know, there's plenty of videos of guys, umpires coming out, they're trying to empty their pockets and outflies a fingernail file, right? So, uh, yeah, that's been going on for a long time. But I definitely think that, uh, you, you know, it's we've crossed the line in the sand. Why do you think it is such a pressing issue right now within the game? Well, you, you know, I mean, you really, you really look at how, uh, you know, when guys really started using pine tar way back whenever, um, guys were doing it more for command than they were to increase the spin rate to uh, make up, you know, to, to, to get their sliders spin up, to get their fastball carry up. They were just simply doing it because, you know, they, they sweated a lot or whatever, and they were just trying to hold on to the ball and, and keep their command. And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's just like anything else, uh, you know, in life, whether it be in sports or wherever, when we get more technology, we start understanding spin, some, you know, people get around and go, hey, what happens if I do this? Oh, my spin went up to 200 RPMs. My spin goes up 200 more RPMs. My ball does X and I get more swings and misses. And, and so that, that's how this thing, you know, just to put it in a nutshell, uh, really got out of control. But, but you know, that's, that's what guys, you know, just like hitters are looking for every advantage. Pitchers are trying to, you know, everybody was trying to find every advantage as well. And um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's, you know, guys are using it to make their stuff do things that, that they couldn't do without it. I'm glad you referenced the, the numbers on the increased spin and the RPM. Instead of a 50 or a 75-point jump, we are seeing with certain pitchers a 200, 300, 400-point jump. In your role, can somebody do that, change their spin, increase their spin in such a significant way without a substance or mechanics or grip yeah is yeah, that a part know, of it I mean, yeah no i mean you can you can obviously uh, as, as i'm you know fond of saying to all our guys there's always the next level um in everything we do whether it's spin movement command velocity uh velocity is a little harder as guys get older to to get but there's always the next level um so yeah i, I believe that i've seen it uh we you know we, we we've measured enough stuff yeah i mean it can happen one more topic, one more thought on that, then we'll move on. But it seems inevitably here soon that Major League Baseball is going to come out with, with a memo and they're going to crack down on this. What do you see happening, and how do you see this impacting your pitchers here moving forward? Yeah, that, I, I mean, I wish I could talk on this topic. I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's, I mean, if I'm being honest and uh, really, you know, we haven't seen a memo. We, we haven't seen, you know, what, what – uh, how it's going to play out. And until then, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I've had some people ask me, hey, wait, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we don't know exactly, you know, 
Major League Baseball has been saying now, you know, that they're going to crack down, and, and I think they are. We just don't know what it looks like. Uh, and until then, you know, it's tough to even for me to even speculate on what's going to happen. I wonder, too, if whenever this does come down, if, if MLB will have something that they'll put behind the mound and saying, hey, if you want to use something, this has been approved. That's a, a tub of, of, of sunscreen and ros- what have you. But it, that, that's your only solution. Do you see something like that, that there's going to be some universal you know, oh, tub that's going to be behind the mound for pitchers to use? I, once again, I, 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 there, there's so many things. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of good stuff since this is coming down the pipe of, from, hey, we should go to the ball they use in Japan that has a natural tack to it to there's going to be a, something behind the mound to – um, they're going to put out a subs. I mean, I, there's a lot of great ideas out there on how to, you know, um, attack this. I, what direction they're going to go, I have no idea. Right, we'll take our last break, come back, get into some other topics next with uh, Wes Johnson. Inside Twins wraps up on your home for Twins baseball. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Wes, Danny and I were, were talking about something late last night, and we've seen this for, for a while now, in the last couple of seasons. And for those that are listening and watching at the game or watching on TV at home, they'll often see pitchers look into their cap and maybe bring out a card, maybe without giving away all the family secrets. What, what's on that card that we all kind of see the pitchers look for and look at in a certain spot? Well, there, there's a couple things. I mean, some guys have a card to – to know how they want to attack a hitter, you know, with their stuff specifically. Some guys are using a card for runners. You know, if a guy's been at second base for, you know, a leadoff double, for example, and um, and then, you know, there's been a couple of long at-bats, we may want to change what sign system we're using at second. So you'll see the catcher and the pitcher go to a card, and they'll give each other a number. They both have the same card, and they'll switch – signs up uh that was pretty common with with a lot of teams around the league um so there's different things but you know some 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 of it's just a basic scouting report for some guys uh but yeah that's what that's what they're doing well will that ever change throughout the series as you see a guy today for game three what you prep for before the series began but now had two games to study a guy does that ever alter as the series plays out yeah, it does. I mean, you know, the biggest thing is, is, is uh, you know, you're constantly looking at, you know, how, how does our guys, you know, the Minnesota Twins pitching staff, their stuff play against these guys. So when you come into game one, you're drawing from the whole league. So, for example, if, if Garrett Cole has faced, uh, you know, the Houston Astros a couple, couple times, there's a bunch of hard throwers have seen – the Astros, and then we're bringing in, you know, Michael Pineda, who's, yeah, he'll still run it up there 94, but he's not going to be pumping, you know, 100 by any means. So you might make a couple adjustments based on our team's stuff versus, uh, you know, what we have is an overall plan. And you will, you'll make adjustments a couple times, but, and then there's sometimes you don't make any adjustments. Wes, can you give us some some knowledge on on the catchers, and not everybody does it, but with the one knee setup in terms of strike presenting and strike saving, but then maybe a risk with that with, say, a runner in scoring position, are you less physically able to block a ball 
when you're on a one knee when you're on one knee compared to if you're on two feet yeah you you know there's there's it's it's just like with everything right there's always a risk reward um you know for 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 me i i tell our catchers all the time your first job is to catch catch strikes is to receive the baseball everything else falls secondary to that and and our first job should be to get as many strikes as we can um and present those balls well so with that being said i mean it's it's the risk can can some guys block out of that position better than others yeah 100 percent. is there some guys who could potentially block better on two feet sure but they may not get the strikes that that we need or they may not present the ball well enough uh when you're on the edges you know because i think i think the umpires as a whole this is just me i think they do a phenomenal job of calling calling balls and strikes that are you know in, in the big leagues it's just like everybody else it's what we call those pitches on the edge uh i call them 50 50 balls you know can we present that ball well enough to, to make that umpire make a decision in, in, in our way. It's that ball that's maybe just a tick right outside the box or maybe it clips the box. We need to be able to present that ball well enough that, that we force the umpire into the decision of a striker ball. And obviously we want to try to force the issue to make it a strike. So you're constantly weighing those two. Are, are, is this guy in a good enough position on two feet to present that ball well enough? Or are we worried more about the blocking or vice versa? Um, so it's going to be a give and take throughout. Uh, so to answer your question, I know I really didn't answer your question, but I, I think it's it's a slippery slope to just put a guy to two feet to make sure that we block balls when, when we could be costing, you know, maybe potentially costing our pitchers some strikes. Hey, Wes, uh, we ran out of time. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, guys, y'all have a good day. Go Twins. Sam you, Wes Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Chris's pregame is next on your home for Twins baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.